When you look up Kimmy, the text sends you to focus. This is Wildcat Dojo Conversations. Hi, and welcome to another episode. The big news today is that our guest is Sensei Lydia. Hi, Sensei. Hi. It's nice to be back. She's been on a lot of times, so just go back and search. You'll find her all over the place. And of course, I'm with Sensei Jackie. Hi. And Landon. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. And like you didn't already know, I'm Sensei Michelle. So what's today's subject, Sensei Jackie? Today's subject that we're putting our focus on is Kimmy. Oh, get it? Uh, Kimmy is focused. Uh, we're focusing uh, uh, on Kimmy. Uh, uh, uh. And it's part of training that all people who train are definitely familiar with. That's very true, Sensei. But we have to give the disclaimer. In our research, we came across a few opinions. Ah, controversy, our favorite. Can I say yay or no yays today? Yay. Yay. Sure. Okay, we're going to start with the Overlook Martial Arts Dictionaries definition. That was a lot of Ds. Oh, Sensei, I've got this. I'm going to start by saying that I think it's interesting that when you look up Kimmy, the text sends you to focus. Us. And this could be a little fun piece of trivia. When I, when I was looking Kimmy up in my Overlook book, I rhymed it. <laughs> I had highlighted both the word Kimmy and the word focus for my Shodan test. It was kind of fun to see that after all these years. That is interesting. I remember that also. <laughs> but here's what the text says, and I'm quoting. In karate, the act of concentrating complete mental and physical force into a single striking point. The concept is common in all martial arts. It is. And, and I think it's common in the way that we did it in the dojo the first time I heard about Kimmy. Since they held a board, a board that someone was going to break. And she put her fist almost up to the board. And then she put her fist on the other side of the board all the way through it. And she said, your focus, your Kimmy, your choice is what's going to determine whether you break this board or whether you stop before it's going to be broken. Hmm. I love that. That's wild that that's the, the first time you remember us talking about it. But we do bring it up a lot in the older students with breaking. And the younger students with the heel stomps, not so much, that's right? True. That's, true. that's true. That's true. But I've always heard you say, break through the board. Right. Punch to the other the side or strike to the other side of the board, whether it's a kick or palm heel or whatever. Okay. I'm not positive that this is a clean segue, but I'm going to push on with, I sent out, as I often do when I'm going to do these subjects, emails to a lot of people and said, what are your views on Kimmy, right? Yes. I only received one response. And that was from Sensei Andrew Proctor. A shout out to him. He's been on a few times and he's a very active black belt and a really great guest, right? Hi, Sensei. Hi, Sensei. Hi, Sensei. So just in case you hear this in the distant future, in April of 2021, he wrote back and he said, I just taught a lesson in Kimmy, but neglected to call it by its karate name. I just called it focus and control. As you know, we teach outside. And I'm saying to you guys, the audience, I did know they are teaching outside now. Us. Yes. Back to what Sensei Andrew is saying. As you know, we teach outside and don't have our heavy bags to use. I wanted my students to understand how important it is to punch with the proper knuckles and the bone alignment in the fist, wrist, and arm. So we went to a palm tree and I had them just touch the tree with their first two knuckles and 
make sure everything lined up. Then I demonstrated how I punch with full speed and power towards the tree without connecting more than a whisker of my knuckles to the tree so I won't break my hand. I explained the difference between Makiwara training and Kimi training and encouraged the brown belts and the black belts to practice Kimi without pain. He wrote, LOL. (laughs) (laughs) We laugh because we, we resemble that remark. He moves on. It's important for everyone to understand what Kimi is in kata. I see students hyperextending their punches all the time, and I try to get them to pull and snap instead. In sparring, I have a pet peeve with some upper-level cues and black belts who don't recognize that when I'm sparring them and I'm using Kimi so as not to hurt them, when, in fact, I have a clear shot at their nose or ribs. Some of these very powerful and skilled sparring partners don't acknowledge that if I hadn't used Kimi, that they would have been crushed by my strike, and they counter with a very strong hit back to me. I tried to teach them to accept that if I hadn't pulled my punch, they wouldn't have been able to counter so hard. They should recognize the strike, accept the point that was just scored on them, and then stop fighting it. I'm typing all this into my phone, so I hope it all makes sense. Thanks for asking for my input, us, Sensei Andrew. That was super incredible and a great teaching tool for anyone trying to help their students. I totally agree with that. Do you remember when Master Collegian used to send students out to aim their punches at the outside concrete of the building, hoping they'd learn to control their punches? Yes, there was some blood in those days. Yes, there was. I've used that training method. I also remember people training that didn't like dojo sparring because they said that stopping their punch before it went through an opponent was contradictory to what they knew and they didn't trust it. I remember that. And as I usually try to do, I try to look at all sides of that concept. So I understand kind of where they're coming from. I mean, growth is difficult. Us, and from my time in training with you, Sensei, I found that you handled the subject in this way. Focus certainly impacts everything that you do. By you, I mean the students. If you are not focused, you are not at your full potential. In addition, focus goes into sparring, kata, and self-defense because you have to be in control of yourself through your focus line and your chi. That was actually really good, Landon. Thank you. Absolutely. I love it. Okay, I'm going to push on, Landon, and I'm going to say, I wonder if it's too big of a stretch to say that Kimmy, being the ability to control where the punch stops, at the edge of the skin or all the way through a board. See, notice how I didn't say through a human. (laughs) (laughs) Back to the point. Is it comparable to the chi being the controller of both patience and a quick and definitive action? Although patience looks passive and like a person is doing less, It is actually an actionless action. And before I say I think I've gone too far, I do want to add, we have discussed actionless action before. Yes. In a few of the different podcasts. Uh, Yes. But it's true. I may have gone too far this time, right? I don't think so, Sensei. (laughs) I don't think so, Sensei. It's important. So let's get back on track with jumping into the pool of contrasting views and talking about what Jesse Enkamp says. I'm a fan, by the way, of Mr. Encamp. His site is called Karate by Jesse. He has some interesting views. So let's see what he says. Us. I'll start, Sensei. He says that Kimi in Japanese 
has up to a dozen different meanings, and you have to hear the word in context to grasp the point. That interests me because it reminds me of my quest to have more than a first grade ability with the Spanish language. Now, I know you guys think I'm getting off track, but I'm not. Okay. Because often in my lessons, I find that a word like the word ah, which generally means two, T-O, two, and poor, which generally means four, has a different English interpretation in different situations. I wonder if it's similar. Probably is. I think it is, but it's such um, a good comparison. And since we wrote this script, since Jackie have been noticing every time we use an English word that has more than one meaning, like we did it when we, we, we said the word, check it out and bring me the check. So I'm just saying, I guess it's not only in languages that you're trying to learn, Michelle, it's in languages. It's in languages. It's, it's like I drove a nail into my nail. Oh, don't do that one. Ouch. <laughs> okay. Back to Mr. Incamp's view, Landon. Oh, I get it now. <laughs> <laughs> it took a second. I was like, what are you talking about? Well, I'll pick it up here. He continued to say that Kimmy often means to fix, set, or decide a time or place or something like that. That's right. He wrote an article called, What is Kimmy in Karate? And he named about a half a dozen single line descriptions of how karate instructors describe Kimmy. I've looked at them. They're kind of fun to read if you're in the mood. He doesn't attach any names to the quotes. But he does say they're all from well-known karate historians. And I want to add that Mr. Enkamp says that all those esoteric descriptions and the Wikipedia descriptions are wrong. He actually uses the word wrong. And I know that bugs you, said St. Michelle. Oh, really? (laughs) I didn't know. You do know me well, Sensei Jackie. (laughs) And I'm going to jump in with two things. First off, we're going to get to the Wikipedia descriptions in a second. And secondly, on a personal note, I kind of take umbrage with words like right and wrong in teaching karate, unless the person is really breaching a courtesy line or twisting the teachings of their sensei to benefit a personal agenda. But now I'm really getting off track, aren't I? Yes, sensei. sensei. Okay, so let's get back to it. My problem with the word wrong in teaching this is each person must use the interpretations that are shared with them to bolster their inner strength and process the information that might help them grow. So unless it is dangerous or lacking courtesy, has negativity or seems self-defeating, why use the word wrong? What do you guys think? Totally agree with you, Sensei. I agree on so many levels. Us. And when people are thinking like that, trying to process that, that is good because they're actually showing an interest that they really, really want to understand and grow. Agree. So... Let's get back to Jesse with the caveat that he is very well-traveled and very well-informed. And I am certainly not saying that he is wrong. Get it? Got it, Sensei. Us. I'll pick up there, Sensei. In his article, he offers words like chinkuchi or kimochi or zentairoku, which he says mean full-body power. Sensei Lydia, that's really interesting the way those uh, words are made. Can I throw out an idea? Because maybe Kimmy is an Americanized contraction of one of the terms that he offered, his being a more exact term for what we all consider concentrating power on delivery, controlling the strike, and stopping it where you want it to stop. 
a centimeter from your target, or an inch beyond. And having said that, Kimmy, by any other name, still smells as sweet. I love that you went Shakespearean on us. Thank you very much. I think we need to move back to Karate by Jesse. Pick it up for me, Landon. Oh, Sensei. So Sensei Jesse continues to say that it's all physiology. In this case, he means that whenever you tense your antagonist muscle, you produce Kimmy. Okay, Landon, you're officially killing me. (laughs) Sorry, Sensei. So now I have to stop a second and add a quick kinesiology update, which implies that there was ever a backdate, which there was not. (laughs) Muscles work in pairs. An example is the bicep and tricep. Sound like my science teacher. (laughs) <laughs> you want to do this one? Because I'd gladly Shout pass it off to, to you. Shout out to Ms. Haza. I've been learning about this all month. So they work together in a flexion and extension situation, one action supporting the other. When this happens, each muscle plays a role. Either the agonist, and I know you want to call it the protagonist, but look it up. Okay, Sensei, I do want to call it the protagonist. Though. Or the antagonist. Think of the antagonist as the support muscle for the main muscle that's doing all the work. All of you kinesiology experts out there who want to explain this better than I just did, I am begging you to write in because we could use a bigger brain on this subject. Also, if Sensei Jesse's out there and by some strange occurrence he hears this, please get in touch with us. Okay, back to it. Us, like I said, his view is that it's more about physiology and less about connection to your chi line. He says that Americans make it way more than it is. Well, Sensei, I want to interrupt here. In my brain, I understand what he's saying. But my experience in the dojo says that although he may be right in the strictest sense of definitions, there is a wholeness in stepping into a stance. Having every muscle involved in that movement stop simultaneously and locking it into position. Part of that wholeness is mental. Part is belief in myself that it will happen. And part is repetition, repetition, repetition. Us, I love the connection my brain and my chi pocket make to make anything happen. Certainly, there is physiology involved. And I want to give a shout out and a thanks to Karate by Jesse for being one of the few sources available to broaden our view. And that includes about a half a dozen books that I looked through. Before we move on to Wikipedia, though, are you ready to do it? Honor Athletics, of course. You cannot buy Focus there. But what can you buy, Sensei? All kinds of karate gear. The owner, Cynthia, and her son are fantastic to work with. And you can reach them at honorathletics.com. And like we always say, you can call them at 770-945-5150. And to get the discount... Just mention Wildcat Dojo at checkout, and you will get your 10% discount. Thanks, Cynthia, for your support, and thanks to anybody who hollers out our name when they get in touch with her. On that note, let's move on to another best friend, Wikipedia. Okay, who's going to start me out? What do they think? I'll start with a quote. It can mean power and or focus. Wait, before we start, can I interrupt with a crazy thing that I found? Sounds like a plan. So there's a physics term, Kimmy, and it's spelled exactly the way we spell it, K-I-M-E. And it means complex time. How cool. Maybe someone out there knows about it and can reach out and explain it to us. You guys can reach us at wildcatdojo.com, dojoconversations at aol.com, Facebook, and Twitter 
at Wildcat Dojo or on Instagram at Wildcat Dojo Conversations. So I want to give Sensei Jackie a shout out for that. So when you went to build that um, Wildcat Dojo Instagram page, Sensei Jackie, yes. tell us what happened. Well, I thought we could do it at Wildcat Dojo, just like all of our others. But what I found at Wildcat Dojo was a dojo in Germany with the cutest little kids I've ever seen. So cute. They're well, so cute. I mean, I'm your grandson. I mean, that's kind of <laughs> cute, too. Okay. I'm Other Wait. than Lynn. You used to be cute, but now you're big and scary. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I was just kidding. So if you happen to go there, enjoy the site, and then go to our Instagram site, Wildcat Dojo Conversation. And I believe somebody tagged us on Instagram as Wildcat Jojo, so they didn't tag us. They tagged the place in Germany. How cute is that? Oh, well. I know. I'm happy for them. It's all good, isn't it? Maybe we'll make a new friend. But we're using our Instagram page to show you the pictures of our guests, so you know you're going to want to go. Oh, oh definitely. Sensei Lydia will be there. Our old timers are still on our web page, so check them out there. But now we're putting all our 2021 guests on Instagram, and we're going to do the selfie with Sensei Lydia today. And add that one to it. Us? Can't wait. Okay. My goodness. Did we get off track or what? We're way off track. Focus, focus, focus. focus. Okay. Can we get back to what Wikipedia says? I was just going to say, does anybody know where we are? They say that Kimi is the noun form of the Japanese word Kimeru, which means decide. So it has that in common then with what Karate by Jesse said. Us. Neato. It also agrees with Sensei Jesse. When it writes that Kimmy can refer to the tensing of muscle at the correct or exact moment of impact during a technique. All right. I want to add here that I have vivid memories of Master Collegian encouraging us to relax the muscle or draw up our softness as your arm travels to destination and then contract it on impact. Oh, me too, Sensei. And I've heard you say that too, Sensei. Yikes. But I want to go back to Wikipedia for a minute. They continue on with the explanation that the tension is mostly focused at the tendon or what we call the chi point in the lower abdomen. Okay, I got what they're saying. And I would say that instead of it being focused in the tendon, the Kimmy starts there in the chi pocket and emanates out from that point to the point of impact. So I'm guessing... Jesse is saying I put too much emphasis on Kimmy being associated with my chi line, and I would rebut that everything is associated with my center line of power, whether I'm attempting to become more relaxed or more powerful. Do you think it might all be in the semantics? I think you're both saying the same thing. No, I thought you were going to say both. You, I, think I think you're, you're both all wrong. Insane. I thought when you said it. <laughs> I was like, what? It, it makes sense when you take the time to think about it. All right. From this point, where are we headed? Well, Sensei, I want to share with you that Wikipedia has two more things that are kind of fun facts. Would you guys like to hear? I vote yes. Us. Well, it added that in Judo, there's a kata called Kimi no Kata and is often translated to kata of decision. Ooh, that's awesome. That's cool. I know. And Wikipedia says that in other Budo documentation, Kimi refers to attacking a pressure point. Now that's cool because I can relate back to the teaching of Master Collegian and his discussions with us over pressure points as targets. Very interesting. Hmm. I agree. And there's no easy way to get us out of this Kimi 
corner. <laughs> so I'm going to finish with the help of a Shotokan site. The site I used was called the-dojo.org. A martial artist and author named Thomas McKinnon writes a few cool quotes about Kimmy from people that he admired. And before we go, I want to say I reached out to um, Sheehan McKinnon and he may do an interview with me soon. So Mm. it's a tease. Oh, Sensei, that will be so exciting. I'll start with one by Masatoshi Nakayama. The essence of karate technique is Kimmy. Kimmy may result from striking, punching, or kicking, but also from blocking. A technique lacking Kimmy is never true karate. That's a good one. And I'll quote the author, Sensei McKinnon. He said, for the martial arts fraternity, Shotokan karate in particular, Kimmy is an internal function that can be observably demonstrated during the practice of kihon, kata, and kumite. I know it when I feel it. And as an instructor, I recognize it when I see it. Hmm. Yeah, I like that one. We're really not going to solve the debate about whether chi is or is not connected to kimi. Since I think I'm at my strongest when my chi is connected to my actions, I hope they are. Oh, Sensei, I'll finish with a quote that Sensei McKinnon says that he heard from a man named Frank Nowak. Mr. McKinnon says it's one of his favorite metaphors about Kimmy. Imagine an anti-tank weapon firing. First of all, a missile without a warhead at a tank. The missile would surely rock that tank, but would probably not stop or incapacitate it. Now, picture that missile fitted with an explosive warhead hitting that same tank that is the difference between hitting with and without Kimmy. Oh, good one. I love that one. Yes. And I just want to say, nobody is saying that Kimmy doesn't create more power. Nobody is saying that. The only argument that we ran into, is it more just physiology or is it also part of the chi line? That's the only argument that we ran into, right? Yes. yes. And that was a great ending. Us? Us. What a great image. So to everybody who's listening, I want to say thanks. Thanks for listening. Please send this episode or any of our episodes out to friends. Post us on your social media. Help get the word out about this podcast. Us? Uh, Us. It's very easy. Or instead of us, I'll say, please. (laughs) Go ahead. We would love for you to subscribe and review. It's really helpful. And you know, a person could go old school and be actually speaking to their friend and say, hey, I was listening to this podcast. It could Mm -hmm. happen. Us. Share it out. So Sensei Lydia is becoming such a regular on the show that I'm not even going to thank her for being a guest anymore. (laughs) Thank you, Sensei. (laughs) I'm just going to say we had fun today. It was so much fun to be back together. Start out my goodbyes, Sensei Lydia. Have a great day, everyone. Thanks for listening. Bye, everybody. Hope to see you next time. All right, everybody. It was fun. Look for our selfie on Instagram. And on that note, I'm signing out. Thanks for being here. Hope you join us again on Wildcat Dojo Conversations.